Hey guys, welcome back to the Video Edge podcast. My guest today is Nikki. Her business Tokyo Tours is very well established and in a year's time, she wants to double her staff in Kansai and Kanto. Her ultimate business goal is to be the number one tour agency in Tokyo. Nikki has told me that her challenges include finding and retaining staff. This is the Video Edge, a podcast designed to help grow your business by overcoming the barriers you face when creating video content. We're brought to you by Shoot for the Moon. If you're serious about overcoming the video content creation challenges that you and many other business owners and entrepreneurs face, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we spotlight content creation challenges so that you can grow your business by this conversation. If you're new to the show, basically, I get to talk to an entrepreneur. They've got a challenge and we talk about it for half an hour. That challenge is always around video content creation and video marketing. And I go through what I would do to overcome these challenges. So if you do love the show, please just give it a little review and subscribe because that helps more than you know. Before we meet today's guest, I just want to let you know that we have courses available in the Video Production Academy. They are low ticket, but packed full of value. The on-demand videos are bite-sized and accompanied by workbooks, cheat sheets, and all manner of goodies to help you on your video content creation journey. You can check them out on the website, videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Wherever you are in the world, as long as you have an internet connection, you can learn from the comfort of your own home using the courses, or better still, the Shoot for the Moon membership. This is a training platform that we've created to help entrepreneurs grow their business. We're going back to the podcast in just a moment, but I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shoot for the Moon. What is it? Well, it's all about having me as your coach without the thousands of pounds worth of price tag. You can have me and others teach and coach you in your business every single week. Videos on demand, strategies and tactics, cheat sheets of proven stuff that I know will positively impact your business. Sounds fantastic? Well, it is when you hear the price. It will cost you £47 a month. That's less than a pair of Nikes to empower your voice and perfect your presence. And I want you to try it for free because I know it works, tried, tested and proven. Here's what you can do. There's a link to it in the show notes and I guarantee you can impact your business positively in those two weeks as long as you are ready to get out of your comfort zone. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So let's welcome Nikki to the show today. Hi, Nikki. It's great to have you on. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, my full name is Nikki van Ihenstenau, by the way, and I've lived 10 years in Tokyo and currently I'm living in Amsterdam where I'm running my business Tokyo Tours. That's quite a commute between Amsterdam and Tokyo. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fortunately, I have... uh, partner since 2018 and she lives in Tokyo so she manages all of the local stuff but unfortunately she will be in the Netherlands this summer so I will go and be the boots on the ground so to speak for this summer but normally I reside in Amsterdam yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about your business then? Yeah, actually, it got started in 2018 with a small act of kindness. So basically, I moved to Japan in 2011 with my then husband, and I hadn't given it much thought. I thought, oh, my English is not too bad. I have a bachelor's degree. I have a ton of work experience, so it would be easy to find a job. 
And turned out that reality was far from how I had imagined it. So fast forward two years and I'm still not fluent in Japanese. I'm still unable to get a job. I'm still financially dependent on my husband and I have to ask him for money if I want to buy groceries or anything else. So a friend of mine was visiting Tokyo and she suggested, why don't you become a tour guide? And she said, I can write a review for you if you're serious. So just create a rudimentary website and an email address and I will take care of the rest. So I thought, oh, this is one of those cases where people will say, ah, I will definitely help you and then never hear from them again. So I created the website just in case. And after one week, I received my first email like, oh, yeah, I noticed that you do guided tours. I would like to book a tour with you. And I literally just fell off my chair. I was totally not expecting it, not prepared or anything. And uh, yeah, that's how I got started back in 2013. And then three months in, I received an email from a lady and she said, oh, yeah, I see that you offer guided tours. Would you consider hiring me? And again, I was like, hiring someone? No, I never even imagined doing that. But yeah, why not? I mean, it would be nice to have occasionally a day off and also to have other people work and still get paid. So yeah, sounds good. So that was my first hire and that's how I got started. And yeah, it's been great ever since, except for COVID, obviously, when I went bankrupt. But fortunately, since the border with Japan opened up in October of last year, we've been going like gangbusters. So I'm definitely happy about that. That's good. Now, you said that one of the challenges that you are facing is actually finding and retaining staff. Yes, that is correct. Because in order to uh, sponsor someone for a visa, you need to give them a monthly salary. And since uh, we are in the tourism industry, our season runs from March to December, approximately. So, uh, yeah, December, we still have a fair amount of tours, but especially January and February can be quite slow. So it is difficult for us to give the same salary per month because some months are really great and other months are less so. Plus, we basically work on a commission basis. So all of the guys get a percentage of the revenue. So that's really difficult to put that business model into hiring someone full time. So sponsoring someone is not really an option. And then, yeah, so you need to ideally have someone who lives in Japan is kind of in the similar situation, has difficulty finding a job within a Japanese company or doesn't want to work in that kind of work environment, doesn't want a nine to five job, has lots of flexibility, has lots of hours, has lots of availability and knows a fair amount of Japanese history, culture, can speak Japanese and preferably one or two other languages besides English. So it's really difficult to find, as we say in Dutch, the sheep with five legs. <laughs> and yeah, and of course there's people that do the working holiday visa, but then they're in Japan for a year and after a year they're going to go back. And 
people who study Japanese and want a job on the side generally don't have a lot of availability and people who already have another job will probably only be able to work on weekends. So it is really hard to find like the hidden gems among uh, all of the people looking for jobs that really fit our requirements. Yeah, that certainly is a challenge. Yeah. Well, are you using video with your business at the moment? No. So all of the tours that we offer are live tours. So the guide picks up the client at the hotel and then they do the guided tour. And then at the end of the tour, they drop them off at their hotel or any preferred location within Japan, Tokyo. Have you considered maybe using video as an onboarding process for new members of staff? So that way you can make sure that each of them gets the same message and the same information. So you can actually do some of the training about the culture, the history, the elements that you want them to know to pass on to the clients. So that way the clients are getting a similar experience regardless of who it is that they get as a guide. Well, no, not really. Basically, how we do the onboarding process is I usually scout people that I think might be interesting. And then I have a brief chat with them to see if they're available and if they would be interested in doing the work and to get a general idea of whether they are suitable for the position. And then my partner who is in Tokyo will then have the next interview with them to see if they are really a good fit. And then the next step is to have a training tour. So usually a few times a year, we do the training tours, the most popular tours, and then we show the guides, all of the locations, give all the backstories, and then depending on their experience, either they're then able to conduct a tour on their own, or they can come along as a trainee with a more experienced guide to be shown the ropes, so to speak. My thought with it is, each time you do that, and I get that the training tour is important, but actually, if you could give them a video course, for the want of a better term, as part of that process with the information, you can film the training tour Mm -hmm. so they can watch that multiple times to get the different points, get the different stories, points of interest. Then you could take them out onto the training tour and then they will put two and two together, if you will. That's that part here, that's that part there. So they're not having to retain it on one tour. And you would only need to film it once, which would take some of the burden off the onboarding as it goes on. Oh, yeah, that's like a good idea. I mean, we do have the script written out and we have the itinerary written out so they can do it on their own as well with the itinerary and the script to have it as a video would also really make sense. Okay. So there was a couple of questions that you wanted to ask me about. And the first one was about attracting clients for the winter months to keep your staff busy. Uh Are you using any video at the moment to help attract clients in? In fact, what are you using at the moment to attract clients in? Well, I'm doing a lot of podcasts and and I try to generate a lot of PR. So I do a lot of interviews for magazines and newspapers and any kind of human interest story where I can have my face shown. I do a lot of social media 
content. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, that kind of thing. And I try to make it personal. So if I post something, I try to either I'm doing a video and I'm explaining something or there's a photo of me in there or there's my name in there or one of the guys is showing something or to make it more personable. So it's not just some random stock photo <laughs> with our logo in it or something. Of course, we have some of those posts as well, but I try to personalize it as much as possible and uh, yeah, really add value to everything I post and also because every audience is different. So LinkedIn is different from Instagram, from TikTok. So I try to have different content on each platform because the target audience is also different and to make it specific for that group of people who are following the page. And I also have a lot of Facebook groups too that I started myself. So I put lots of content on there as well and try to be engaging and try to get people to think about why do you want to go to Japan? What do you find interesting? What kind of sites do you want to see? How to build an itinerary? All those random questions that people have when they're thinking about going to Japan. Most of those certainly would lend themselves to being video really, really well. Mm -hmm. So there's two things that come to mind with it. With your staff, I think it would be great to have videos with your staff in explaining who they are, where they come from, some of their background and why they're involved with this. Yeah. Because video, you know, marketing is about like, no one trust. And what video is able to do is bridge a gap that a photograph can't do. And it's the next best thing to be in there in person. And what video will allow people to do, it will allow the clients to virtually meet tour guide before they actually meet the tour guide. Mm -hmm. So they'll actually already feel like they know them to a certain degree before they actually get out there, which is actually something that gives people a lot of confidence and comfort with things. Mm -hmm. It's quite a funny thing with video. You will get people who don't know you will think that they know you and will come and speak to you because they feel like they know you. So I would definitely look at the idea of involving your team in video work to introduce themselves. You could also use them to talk about different elements of what clients would do when they're on a tour. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a sneaky peek. You can also do behind the scenes. So this is things that people on a tour wouldn't get to see. Maybe the prep for a tour. Maybe what is involved in putting a tour together. Maybe what's involved in creating a new tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the other I do post when there's training sessions. Uh, I usually post some photos and videos. So you'll see a lot of new guides that are being taught how to do the um, tour. And also I always try to get the guides to ask the client for a review. And nine times out of 10, the client will actually name the guide by name. So all of the Google reviews or 90 something percent will have the name of the guide in there as well. Like, oh, Frank has done a tour with us today. That was amazing. And this is why he's great. And this is what we liked about the day and about him specifically. So that kind of thing. I think that's great, but I definitely think more interactive elements mm -hmm. would be beneficial with it. The other thing that I want you to consider is if you are having 
difficulty engaging people to come on the tours in January and February. Okay. What can you do specifically within those months that would attract people? So if you looked at November, December, then it may be how Japan celebrates Christmas or doesn't celebrate Christmas. Is there anything specific within those months that you wouldn't get elsewhere in the year? Is there things to draw people in that's different? In December, yes, but January and February, not so much. So that's going to be a difficult one. If you want people to come and see you in the quiet times, yeah. you have to give them a reason to do that. Yeah. And if you don't have a selling point for that, then there's no reason for them to do it. Well, I mean, the point is we only offer guided tours. So we're kind of like part of a greater thing, so to speak. So they need to get the flight. They need to get the hotel. And then we are kind of an afterthought. So first they need to take care of that. And then they're going to look into like, what am I going to do when I'm there? So we are not always the first thing people think about when they plan their trip to Japan. But yeah, there's definitely things that you can do in January, February that are not necessarily there other times of year, but if you need to choose when do I want to come to Japan, then most people would probably not pick January or February because there are some things, but it's not on the top of the list, so to speak. And that's fair enough. So from my perspective, the Video Edge podcast is all about video content creation and video marketing. Uh -huh. So any advice I give is going to be geared towards that element of work. Uh -huh. Okay. So the other question that you wanted to ask me about was breaking into the U.S. market. Yeah. What have you done so far with that? Well, I tried cold calling some travel agents, but I think Americans are generally a different type of traveler. They're either they go on the group holiday with 35 other people or they're very individualistic where they don't think they need a guide. So it's really hard to break into that market and to explain to the agents why we would be of added value. So the only Americans that we get find us through Google search to the website. With regards to the American market, who is your client? My client would be someone who is probably aged between 40 and 65 years of age. Uh, so is your client the traveler or is your client the travel agent? Well, that's the thing. So right now it's mostly the individual travelers, but I would like to break into the travel agent market. So because I have a lot of partners that I work with, other travel agents, but they're predominantly located in the United States and sorry, in Europe. So Netherlands, Belgium, France, Germany, and India, funnily enough, but not really in the UK or in the US. So I would really love it if there were some travel agents that I could work with that would be interested in working with us. And to set uh, 
our tours as part of a bigger package? I think what you would need to do is give them a sample. So if you were a drinks manufacturer, Mm -hmm. so I'm based in Scotland, we're big on whiskey where I am. If I wanted to attract a new client, I would send them a sample of whiskey. So I would give them something to try. Mm -hmm. What video can allow you to do is get the travel agent to sample the tour. Because if you can inspire the travel agent, they will talk about that experience and then they're more likely to sell it on. So that same piece of work that you do as the onboarding videos for your new guides, Uh you can condense that down into a little version, Uh into a concentrated version that's really dynamic, that's really snappy. And then that's what you send out to the travel agents. So you basically create something that's no more than three minutes. It's that distilled version of this is Tokyo Tours. This is what you will get. This is what you can give to your client. Give your client an amazing experience, a personalized experience. So you get them to talk about it, they're more likely to send people in your direction. Yeah, sounds good. I think speaking on podcasts and getting involved with different medias, is a brilliant way to go because the reality is a lot of times with Facebook groups is it's very noisy. Yeah. There is a lot of chatter, but you don't get to stand out. And the job that we have is to stand out and to be noticed. So by being on podcasts, you are the expert guest. Yes, for sure. You get to be the one person who speaks on that occasion. Uh I think what you're able to do is maybe branch that out a little bit more. Uh Maybe it's something that you can then consider different places where you go and speak. So maybe if you created a signature talk that's about a Tokyo experience, Uh that you can be a guest expert going into people's memberships. You could maybe speak at business conventions like online summits and things like that. So you could maybe look at widening out your field a little bit further and using video to do that because once you have one signature talk created uh-huh. is quite easy to tweak it and change it a little bit for different markets. Yeah. So it might be that you have like a chamber of commerce, a business organization. You could send a video or speak live via Zoom uh-huh. for them about Tokyo tours uh-huh. and about what they could experience and what you experience because it's important that it's personal. Yeah. And so you can actually put that together. And I say, once you do it once, it's really easy then to just change it a little bit and roll it out again. And it's a way of maybe tapping into some new markets. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I've been working with a woman who has a travel agency here in the Netherlands. And she also goes to a lot of conventions and networking events, and then they hire her as a guest speaker and she is about ready to retire. So I'm trying to massage her to try to kind of take over that part of um, what she's doing. But yeah, I could definitely do more with that. And uh, maybe video would be a really excellent way to get people enthusiastic about me and about the business and about Japan and that kind of thing. I have tried to also do some podcasts specifically about travel, travel to Japan, 
Japanese culture, Japanese history, that kind of thing to showcase myself as the expert on Japan. But I think I could probably do that even more. Sounds good. Yeah. So I've got a couple of questions for you. So you're at a stage where you're thinking differently about your business. Uh -huh. What will happen to you and your business if you don't start to make some changes? Uh, well, it seems that we might lose out at some point due to our own success because we've been growing like crazy and getting the right staff on board is definitely an issue right now. So we can still manage some growth, but then it's going to go at the expense of the quality. So if we want to maintain the same quality, we really need to do something about the whole onboarding process and hire and retain more staff in order to keep supplying the, or keep conducting the same amount of tours or more actually. Um Considering the conversation that we've had today, yeah. what do you think you're going to take forward? What actions are you going to take? Actually, I'm going to be in Japan this summer for three months. So I will definitely, it's been on my wish list for a long time to create more videos and to make the tours more visually pleasing because right now on the website, uh, all of the tours are just photos only. So this year I've been changing the type of content that I share. So I've been sharing a lot of 15 second, 30 second videos where I just give really brief snaps of what we can offer. And I'm sharing that also a lot on LinkedIn groups that are specifically for people in the business. So for DMCs, travel agents, tour agencies, that kind of thing. So far, not much has come out of that, but I'm hoping that that might change. And I've been going to a couple of trade shows, but unfortunately, especially Japan is still really needs to get going again. So I was there, I was like, is this it? This is not what I was expecting. I really want to expand the collaboration with the lady who has the travel agency and see if I can take over more and more, but also making videos and introducing myself and try to get on TED talk type platforms might be helpful. You know, I think you've got a great business for sure. And I think you've already got everything that you need. I think maybe it's just formulating it a little bit i think you're already there yeah 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 for sure i mean we are like 80 percent there but it's those tiny details that make the difference that can really propel you forward uh, same with pricing uh, my partner is very conservative with everything and it's like oh so she always things of what can go wrong and what we shouldn't do, that kind of mentality. And I'm always the person that is jumping too far ahead. So we're always butting heads in this regard. Like I want to go too fast. She wants to go too slow. So we always need to find this middle road where we are both happy with how we're moving forward. But I guess it's good because it kind of balances each other out. So hopefully uh, let's see how this first year goes after COVID and then 
at the end of the year, we definitely have to strategize what we're going to do for the next year. And also next week, I've been into contact with the TV channel in Japan who want to do a feature on our ghost tour, which is one of our most popular tours. But the problem is that it leans very heavily on the guide. So the sites are not super spectacular, but the guides, the guy need to be an exemplary storyteller to make it come to life and to show the passion. And so a lot of the guides that I have are very hesitant to do this tour and they're afraid that the client might not like it. So if we are on Japanese TV, that is both a blessing and a curse, because if we will get local clients, that will be amazing because maybe that will help us to fill in the gaps that we cannot fill with the foreign market. But on the other hand, we do need to have the guides that are able to do it and that can conduct the tours in Japanese because it's totally different target audience and different languages and different interests, that kind of thing. So let's see if we can get any business out of that. Absolutely. So I hope today's conversation has inspired you to get out there and create videos. If you'd like to come on to the Video Edge, get an application in via the website. And if we think you're a good fit to come on the show to look at your business and hopefully we'll help grow it, we'll make all the arrangements to invite you on. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. This is the show to help you grow your business through video. If you love what we do, we'd love to get our message out to more people. So please like, subscribe, share, whatever it is that you can do to push the show out further. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Video Edge.